I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. Well, Hugh, Maths Australia really caught me off guard with the episode on a Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't expecting that. We didn't expect that one, no. Ten weddings over and done with now, complete. And we're going to move on to the juicy bit. But first of all, I think we should really talk about the two weddings that we saw in episode five. Let's start with Melissa and Josh. What do you think? Melissa and Josh, I think after the first few minutes of the series, we would have thought this was the wedding that was going to really... uh, provide the most drama and entertainment and entertainment and expectation and it looked like it was going to be the first wedding ironically where the couples wouldn't have an instant attraction yeah where they'd actually I I really thought that Melissa was going to be disappointed like in fairness Josh is no Thor no he's not he's not he's absolutely the opposite to what she appeared to be asking for absolutely on the face of it you think like I mean how could the experts get it so wrong that they're both they're polar opposites of each other yeah Um, in their expectations in their personalities in their demeanour in how they present themselves um, in their likes and dislikes even yeah and what actually happened was the total opposite to what everybody expected the total opposite to what we were led to believe was going to happen with the music and everything else she actually liked him she really she really liked him yeah. she really liked him and when they went to kiss he was into it he was well into it he, he was even into it more than she was like he was given as good as he got he was Maybe he's not that vanilla after all. No, no, no. (laughs) Maybe he'll teach her her thing or two. What was a little bit disturbing, though, and was a sign of what was to come for the wedding, was the way her friends were talking about him literally behind his back. Oh, I thought that was was horrible, actually. You know, talk about the witches of Eastwick. What were they like? It was upsetting, to be honest. And in so many of these things, you know, you think to yourself, if the roles were reversed, the sex roles that were reversed, and it was a woman standing up there and a group of men we're, we're talking about her behind her back belittling like Belittling her appearance yeah. and everything Humiliated. else and what she was like. To, uh, the cameras would have stopped. Yeah, it just wouldn't have happened. Absolutely. Yeah, there would have been uproar. We would have never I seen, completely agree seen with the footage. You. Yeah. Uh, it just wasn't nice. And, you know, I think they call themselves friends, but they weren't acting in their best interest. Like, she was the first one, uh, Melissa was the first one to say that I've attracted the wrong men in the past. And now she has a guy who's completely different who is compassionate and is warm and is gentle and is soft and is, seems to be really good natured, certainly on the face of it. And her friends are giving out about it, saying, oh, she'll eat him alive. And but she said she wants to change. I think we can add to that. Melissa, it's not so much that you've just attracted the wrong men in the past. You've attracted the wrong friends in the past. Absolutely, yeah. They were awful. Yeah, they, they were, were, they were horrible. absolutely awful. And they weren't one bit supportive. They weren't kind of saying, well, do you know, Melissa, you did get it wrong by your own admission you got it wrong in the past. And... See how it goes with this one. Yeah. You know, try something different. It was, they couldn't wait. Actually, there was one of them was there while they weren't even married. And she was saying, we'll have to have a word with her. We'll have to get her uh, on her own. I know, what they was she were, like? They were planning it was before she, the jealous? reception. Yeah, I, th- I think that's really what it was. I think they're all uh, single women of a certain age. They just couldn't bear for her to be happy. There was some line, wasn't there, about we're losing our single friend. I think that was Melissa who said they're all single and now they're going to lose their single friend. But again, Melissa was very honest and forthright saying that was the old Melissa. Yeah. I'm moving on with my life. I'm going to say goodbye to all of that. It was very impressive. It yeah. really was impressive. Her twin sister was the, oh, imp- that was that the impressive was one. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of impressive. Yeah. And she was the hero of the hour. And Just- she gave, she was like really supportive. 
um, and you saying, give it a shot. He's a lovely guy. And, and I think Melissa really needed that validation. She needed that validation from someone. She was so kind of disheartened after the conversation with her friends. Well, absolutely. Who she would have assumed would have her back. Our mood was on the floor. And then suddenly in comes the, t- the twin sister to save it because it was it was really a case of somebody wasn't trusting themselves. Yeah. Melissa seems to be a poor judge of people in general. She really does. She seems to be a poor judge of people's facial expressions, people's body language, sometimes even people's motives, I think. So, you know, that that might be something that we're going to watch out for uh, in the future. I know it's going to be something that we're going to speak about. Um, yeah, I think I think the other thing that I noticed when I was watching it, they're both film buffs. They're obviously both film buffs. Okay. Although yeah. into completely ty- different types of films. Melissa <laughs> 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 yeah. is into Thor and yeah. big action men dramas. And in fairness, poor Josh is into Disney. <laughs> Could they be so mismatched? In fairness, though, I, I think I can understand why the experts put them together and, you know, hoping that Melissa would bring something out in Josh's personality that maybe he's been hiding or he hasn't been able to, you know, bring to the fore. And then Josh might calm Melissa down a little bit and give her a different perspective or an outlook and things. Yes, I view it slightly differently or maybe on slightly, I frame it slightly differently in that I'd say they're both wearing a mask. He's wearing a mask. This mask of uh, I, I, I'm into Disney and I'm into I'm, I'm a 12 year old in, in a man's body and all that kind of thing. And then her mask, which is this sort of abundant sexuality, when in reality, what she's looking for really is validation and love and companionship like everybody else. The trouble is with Melissa, it's all about sex. Yeah. And we discovered that really when when we went on to the to the honeymoon. Onto the honeymoon, yeah. yeah. She was just like I mean, just going on and on about Thor and his hammer and it was just <laughs> boring after a while. Don't get me wrong, his vows were boring. <laughs> <laughs> the way she goes on about the about Thor and his hammer it was just come on we're over it yeah you know move yeah, on yeah. she just comes across as you know a one trick pony well it's in hard. the history of maths uh, on, on post honeymoon night we must have never had such a different description of what went on we were left uh, we really were left puzzled by the whole thing weren't we yeah 100% yeah because she seemed very believable that they were intimate and he seemed very believable if they weren't. Yeah. What sort of communication has been going on between them two? I know. And, you know, OK, so they, we found out later that they were intimate, which is fine. But they didn't discuss it the next morning. You no. know, there had to have been some sort of a game plan. They had to have said to one another, OK, how are we going to handle this? Are we going to admit to being intimate or not? Whatever the case may be. It's, it would be, there's probably only, what, 10, 15, 20 percent of the participants on MAFs that do actually sleep together in the first night, it, so it's unusual. I would say it's less than 10. Yeah, well, it's so unusual. It's less than 10%. I think it's obvious, Linda, from that conversation, and that conversation seemed to happen unknowns to them. It was recorded unknowns to them. They were still mic'd up maybe from a previous scene, and they just about got the camera on them, and she absolutely confronted him about it and said, how could you have said we weren't intimate? You just got to realise that, it's a normal part of life. You need to say and be upfront about it if you want to be with me. Look, I think he acknowledges that it's a normal part of life. And the fact that he did actually, you know, sleep with her on the first night, he's acknowledging it. Hmm. And he kind of mentioned that he was worried about getting an erection during the photo shoot. Do you remember that? 
I didn't, <laughs> I didn't notice that, that bit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that bit. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, I think he knows it's, 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 you know, I, I don't doubt that he knows what to do. And she seemed very confident that he knew what to do after mm. the wedding night. Um, but that said, I think it's just the way he portrays it. He wants to keep it private. I mean, he wants to keep a part of his life private and he might be concerned about his children. He might be concerned about his family. And he did say he had a very strict Catholic or Christian upbringing and they didn't discuss things like that. Yeah. So that's in his nature. She wants him to be more, you know, vocal and, you know, admitting what they've done and how good it was and all of this kind of stuff. But she also has to respect his point of view in the fact that maybe he does, he is more of a private person. He doesn't feel the need to tell the, wor- the world, you know, what is new wife is like in bed. I respect that. In a way, though, all of that are steps two and three and four and five and six. Step one is to communicate. And that's what's clearly gone wrong. Wrong. Absolutely. There's yeah. no communication with them. And we saw that in so many scenes. In fact, in practically every scene from the wedding reception onwards, there's just no communication between them. They are out of sync. They are like two dance partners and one is doing the foxtrot and one is doing the waltz. The little paddling pool scene, I mean, that was cringy. That was like you took two strangers and you literally put them in the pool and said, um, now you act like you fancy him and you act like you don't fancy her. (laughs) And they had never had any communication, never spoken before. They had no sort of relationship. That was the first time they met. It yeah. was so awkward. Yeah. And then the shower scene. The showers. Oh, humiliating and embarrassing. She decides she's going to take off her top. He walks by because he doesn't even look because that isn't in his nature. She feels rebuffed by that. And that was really overall what it was. She just couldn't get over the fact that he didn't want to sleep with her. And she took that as a personal Well, he offense. had slept with her. Yeah. No, it was the fact that okay. he didn't want to sleep with her again, again, and again, and again, and again. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, they I, maybe they have different sexual appetites. You know, maybe he was happy enough the first time around and, you know, let it hang for a while. And let's get to know each other now. <laughs> well, I didn't mean that literally. <laughs> Obviously. Excuse the fun. Yeah, I know. But it was just like, again, it was miscommunication, miscommunication, miscommunication all the time. They need to stop that. They need to stop that very quickly. I think I, that's one of the things that the experts will say when they get them onto the couch is, you know, you need to communicate with each other. You need to give each other time. You need to get to know each other. And Melissa needs to stop validating herself by how often her man wants to have sex with her. Yeah. She yeah. does. She is an attractive girl. She's got a lot to offer. Mm. And she genuinely does seem like a really nice person. She does seem like she's got a lot of love to give and she's supportive of her man, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, And she just needs to... Take time out and let that show. I wonder, will the experts bring up the shower business and will they say what I said, which is just again, reverse the roles, reverse the sexes and imagine a man doing something like that. Yeah, well, look, at ultimately, Melissa said at the end of the episode that, you know, him denying the fact that they had been intimate on their wedding night and, had, and lying about it had put a very big wedge between them. So... The next couple. Melinda and Leighton. Oh God, where'd you even start with these two? Like seriously. Okay, so we knew what we were getting with Melinda. Okay, we yeah. saw it from the promos that she's very independent. She's very sassy. She's very assertive. She's very confident. And, you know, she. I just, I honestly thought she came across as arrogant. Mm. Leighton is everything she wanted. She wanted successful alpha male. Um, she wanted somebody who was bringing as much to the table as she does. She got all of that. and She's still not happy. I feel um, we'll come to, to the money tree thing and, and the misinterpretation of his speech and all of that. We'll, we'll come to that in a moment. But I have a theory that in some ways it's an ick 
which I know is something that you often talk about and we talked about in previous episodes. But my theory is this, that she looked at him, she didn't fancy him, he wasn't what she wanted, and from that on, she was looking for fault. I don't know. I think even before she met him, the way she was going on, it was like he could be like, I mean, anybody like, you know, the best looking, super successful guy in the whole world. And she still wouldn't be happy. Mm. Yeah. But I still think that that attraction, that instant physical attraction. And she did say that, I think, subsequently that it was all about an instant for her, an instant. If it's going to work, the minimum you would require is an instant or the starting block is an instant physical attraction. And when she didn't get that. It was it was right. Let's look for what else is wrong. And she went through everything that she could. Now, let's rewind for him back to his start of the wedding. He turned around and he gave a textbook example of what you should do and how you should speak to the bride's mother and the families and all of that if you're a groom at married at yeah, first Yeah, he did nothing wrong. Like, he really did Oh, he did wrong. more he than like, nothing wrong. And the he did everything really liked right. him. Yeah, she yeah. was really enamoured. Absolutely. Yeah. That drove her mad. She was totally suspicious of that. Why? I don't know. I just think because the physical attraction was... If there was a physical attraction... Or was it a a competition thing? Did she feel like she was competing with him? Are we into Josh and Claire territory? Is that what you're saying? Is it the fact... Well, Sorry, Jesse and Claire, excuse me. Is it the fact that, you know, that when she did actually meet her alpha male, that she just felt like, well, I have to be better than him? Hmm. Because she's used to being a woman competing in a man's world. Yeah. Okay. And all of a sudden she met somebody who is potentially her equal and she still said, oh, no, 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 I have to be better than him. So I have to find faults in his personality, in his attitude. Yeah. So and she was literally trying to find anything, you know, oh, well, I'm a nine and a half on a bad day. He's punching. <laughs> and we also had the first time I can't remember seeing it so blatant where the bridesmaids and practically the whole room thought Leighton was the greatest thing ever, except the bride. The bride was the odd one out. Yeah, it's like as if, I don't know, Melinda, you need to take a step back and let yourself be happy. Yeah. God's sake. No, no, she couldn't. She just couldn't. She it, was sabotaging. She was self-sabotaging mm, from the get-go. She was self-sabotaging. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see how this one works out. Um, on honeymoon, then, it was a bit cringy when they were in the in the room and he was in the bed and she was saying, you know, no cringy hugging and no creepy hugging and... She she laid down the law and in some ways, looking back on it, and I know you had your input about you thought he got very, very annoyed. And I, I didn't pick up on that, but you thought he was. But thinking back on it, it was a CFT. It was a classic female test. Uh, she brought up about that you're not to be doing any of this creepy hugging or anything like that. Nothing's going to happen sexually, she said first. And then there's no more creepy hugging or anything like that. To me, that was a test. Because what she wanted was him to be interested in her and to do a little bit of creepy trying to hug. Chasing. And, yeah. And that way she'd be able to push him back. Yeah, but he, he played her at her own game. Oh, he did. Off he, he went. You know, the... as far as I'm concerned, he kind of said, you know what? Screw you. Whatever. <laughs> off he, Don't off flatter went, yourself, Melinda. Off he went to the laptop. Yeah, well, I've worked to do anyway. So, <laughs> and then did she, she came to the door a couple of times saying, are you okay? Everything all right? And as if she kind of wanted him to follow her into the bedroom so she could rebuff him and she could take the upper hand. Yeah. You know, and he didn't. He didn't rise to her. He wasn't and playing. I thought it was really commendable. Yeah. And that shows a degree of emotional intelligence as far as I'm concerned. That seems to be the big difference we've discovered so far uh, between them is he has emotional intelligence. He's a good people person. He reads a room. He reads people very well. 
and he can deal with situations very well. And he has that emotional intelligence. She seems to have a good business acumen. There's no doubt about it. But she seems to be poorer in the in the social and uh, the emotional intelligence. Yeah. That's uh, probably it, Hugh. Right. That's probably it. Yeah. Another cringy part, and again, I have to go back to this. I know I'm kind of coming backwards and forwards here, was that kiss during their ceremony. <laughs> oh, my God. He was into it. He had his eyes closed. He was leaning in. He was into it. Yeah. Little bit of tongue action and everything yeah, going on there. Yeah, that close yeah, up yeah. was a bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. You really had to look away during yeah, that bit, actually, didn't you? Yeah, you did. I literally, <laughs> drama, I covered my, I covered my eyes. It was just, <laughs> um, and she was like a statue, hmm. a statue, and her eyes were just wide open, and she was like literally like, you know, having none of it. Like she didn't push him away or anything. I think I would have preferred if she'd actually pushed him away and went, you know, I'm not doing this. I, I, I don't feel it. But she was so mechanical and automatic in what she was doing she was just like it's like she had an outer body experience her body was there but her mind was, oh, it was just wrong <laughs> on so many levels it was wrong the upshot though and we are going back and forward a good bit but the upshot of that night and the, the honeymoon business and him working on the laptop although it was a little bit worrying that he was working on the laptop on, on his wedding night we have to say that and that is obviously flagging a situation and he took the phone call going as well that's they're obviously flying in a situation where he is pretty much a workaholic and work is going and to be. And that's what she wanted. She said she's a workaholic well, and she needed yeah. somebody to keep up with her. Yeah. Here's the thing. And he wouldn't be too clingy. Here's the thing, though. The way he dealt with that situation, the way he pulled away and all that, actually promoted attraction in the end. And we found that out subsequently. That kind of thing actually builds attraction. As I said to you, when, when you're... Given the, 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 the ball of wool to the kitten, you don't just give the ball of wool to the kitten. You pull it away a little bit. You let it have it a little bit. You pull it away a little bit. And that's exactly what he did. I don't think that was his intention in the first place. I don't think that he intended to play those games in his defence. I don't think he set out and he wanted to play games. I don't know but if he's just been forced in into it. I don't know if they're games. It's just naturally the way attraction is built between men and women no I think it's the way things are going with those two but mm. I really don't think that he kind of set out with a plan to say oh I'll just kind of reel her in and then let her go and reel her in and let her go I think it's something he does naturally because he has good emotional because he intelligence because he has good emotional intelligence that's the point I'm trying to make yeah absolutely yeah, okay. things didn't go her way and she didn't foresee it going any other way than her having to rebuff him that didn't even enter her head that he might not be you know as all over and you know, as clingy as she assumed he was going to be. It's like as if she she doesn't know how to accept rejection. And although it wasn't rejection, no. because she was very clear that she didn't want him and he was just respecting her wishes, she didn't know how to handle that. Uh, well, you see, that's the thing. She was sending out a, she was sending out a subtle message to him. The reality was she expected him to try it on a little bit. And she was she was almost telling him to try it on a little bit. And I think she was a little bit upset when he didn't. No, I know, yeah. When there was nothing. When there was nothing. When he said, oh, well, I've got work to do anyway and went out ahead and took off his laptop. I think she was kind of standing there going, sorry, what? You're doing what? Uh, you're not even going to try. You know, like. And and she's probably used to men fawning on her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think she's well and truly met her, met her, met her match. Met her oh, April. yeah. This would be fireworks with these two. This is it. It's going to move on very quickly to the dinner party. Yes. Yes. Can't wait for yeah. dinner party. Yeah, this this one is a little quickie just to cover those two weddings for you guys. Um, we're going to move on in the next podcast to the dinner party. I look Can't, forward to it. Absolutely. Can't wait to talk to you then. Okay. Laters. Bye for now. 
before you go, just a quick request. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. And if you can, pop on a notification. That way, you'll know when our podcast drops. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us on indicastreality at gmail.com. Indicastreality at gmail.com.